When I'm not trying to control and hoard and manipulate and force things, I attract really amazing relationships. And all of those things constantly lead me to more. And the crazy part about it is it leads me to more. And oftentimes it's almost effortless. Hey there, this is Patrice from PatriceWashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. You know, I usually start by saying I am super excited because I always am. I just adore doing this podcast each and every week. But this episode, I can't necessarily say that I'm excited because I have honestly struggled with sitting down to record it because I know that it's super personal and super touchy, but that also lets me know that it's something that I hope and pray will be a blessing to everyone. But honestly, it's kind of selfish <laughs> this week. This is almost like a public note to self. So make sure that when you're listening, you're in a place where you can really take it in because I feel that tug so strongly that I know it's going to, I pray that it's going to bless someone else and really help you also on this path to building wealth. If you are an OG in the Redefining Wealth community, welcome back. Thank you so much for the continued support. We are doing so well, and I'm just so proud of this effort. And if you're new here, then welcome. This is not your typical personal finance show. We don't only believe that wealth is about money and material possessions. We also believe and know for a fact that wealth is about well-being in every area of our life. I really believe that so many people struggle with finances, not because they don't have enough financial education per se, but also because they're unfulfilled in different areas of life. And so if you haven't checked out the six pillars that create redefining wealth, definitely go back and listen to those. So whenever I reference that, you know what the heck I'm talking about. But again, welcome. I hope that you find this useful and that you'll subscribe and share and all that great stuff and also leave a review. These reviews, you guys, some days you don't know how much I need them. I'm such an encourager for the most part, but really encouragers need encouraging more than you know. <laughs> and so even seeing your reviews on Apple Podcasts always just inspire me and motivate me to keep going. And one that I just want to read really quickly, Music for Life, thank you so much. Your review almost brought me to tears just this morning. And I won't read the whole thing. It's a little lengthy, but what I loved was this part. I've read countless books, listened to numerous podcasts on finance, but I was always lacking that wow moment. You know, that experience where the light bulb goes off and you're like, OMG, I get it. I always understood the basics, save more, invest, stop spending, but no one has ever gotten to the root of finances and your pillars are the root. And then she goes on to say, after listening to your series, explain that wealth is connected to your health, relationships, your clutter, your faith, et cetera. Then I finally had my light bulb moment. And she says that she's been able to change her mindset about money. And I can't tell you how much that blessed me. That is all I want to do is help all of us, because I'm always in this with you, continue to have these light bulb moments so that you can truly chase purpose, chase the things that actually matter and not stress yourself out and kill yourself trying to chase money because it's always going to run from you. <laughs> it's always going to run from you. So thank you so much for that wonderful review. 
And I'm really excited too. At the end of this episode, I'm going to give you details on how you can ask me anything. I have a special birthday episode coming up in a couple weeks and I love reading your stuff, but I thought it would be really cool to hear your voices, to incorporate your voices into the podcast because this podcast fear, if that's a thing, has welcomed me with open arms and it's been incredible. So I want you guys to be a part of that episode with me, my first ever birthday episode. So stay tuned to the end and I'll give you details on how you can submit a question and we'll hear your voice and all that good stuff. Yeah, I look forward to that. So this episode is You Can't Be Selective with Surrender. And I have to admit that for a minute there, I thought I was doing really good with surrendering. I really did. About a year and a half ago now, oh, maybe not quite that long, a year ago, I was on a show called The Round, and it was on Centric, now known as BET Her. And it's basically like a show that's like TED Talk style. So there's eight-minute talk. It was created to inspire Black women in these short talks. And I had the honor and privilege of being on with some heavy hitters, you guys. I'm telling you, I felt so blessed to be in this lineup with about a dozen other women. There was Lisa Price, who's the founder of Carol's Daughter, and Claire Somers from Fashion Bomb Daily and Valicia Butterfield. If you don't know that name, Google her. She was just named, <laughs> I said Google her, but it's funny. She was just named Global Head of Women in Black Community Engagement at Google. Lathan Thomas, who you know from the podcast, her interview was amazing. Her book is like my spiritual guy on your glow. That's a great interview to go back and listen to. But I was on this lineup with such amazing women and to be honest with you, I was the last person at it just by, I don't know, I don't, it's not luck at all, but just by divine assignment, someone who was in the original 12 had to drop out right before the taping because they were invited to the White House. So kudos to them, right? But the producers had just learned of me like a couple days before, and they actually had planned, if I'm not mistaken, on saving me for future seasons. And when that happened, I was literally up in the middle of the night doing work. And the person who reached out to me was on the East Coast and sent me something at like maybe four o'clock in the morning, my time. And I was able to reply right away. And the rest was history. But I didn't have the same time to prepare as the other women. They had been selected maybe two months before. And they had an opportunity to work with a coach to really refine their speech and all of that stuff. And I essentially had about a week and a half. And I was doing the Steve Harvey show and taping something else in New York. And there was just a lot going on in the same little week and a half time frame. It was a lot. And the first speech that I actually submitted, you had to choose a theme, right, for your talk. And my first one was listen and with the short period of time I had, I took two or three days and wrote this talk and submitted it. And someone already had the word listen <laughs> and it got rejected. And I was back to the drawing board with a very short period of time because I had all these other things going on. And I settled on the word surrender. And I don't say settled lightly, but the next word that really spoke to my spirit was surrender. Surrender, by definition, is to yield to the power, control, or possession of another. To yield to the power, control, or possession of another. Um, another definition is to give up completely 
or agree to forego, especially in favor of another. And basically, surrendering has always been something that's been a challenge for me. I am, I wouldn't say a control freak, (laughs) but I think like many high achievers, you're probably a high achiever because you are very focused and very into protecting your space and what goes on from like A to Z. I don't consider myself to be overly controlling, but I do consider myself to be someone that my first thought is always to jump in the driver's seat. And sometimes when it's time to let go and be a little bit more nimble and flexible, I've learned to be better with it. I thought I was definitely at a better place, but the reason I bring up the round and just kind of give you that background is because after that episode where I spoke on surrender, it came out the early part of last year. And I literally received dozens of messages. I want to read to you a quick excerpt because I think it'll give you a bit more kind of detail. And here's what I said on the show. I don't know about you, but where I'm from, the norm is to suffer in silence. And your number one goal is to keep those people out of your business at all costs. But the more I wrestle with this thought, the more I realized that I was 100% where I was in the first place because my pride had held me hostage for nearly 18 months of sleepless nights. To many of my friends, I had fallen off the face of the earth. I was just able to conveniently mask it by abruptly moving out of state because, of course, it's easier to suffer in silence from a distance. And for months, I continued to lie to myself and others about just how bad things were Because when you suffer in silence, you have no accountability. So it's easy to rationalize or, as I like to say, ration out lies. When you make a choice to suffer in silence, you also choose to prolong your own suffering. Because what you think is helping you is hurting you. And what you think is protecting you is promoting your own demise. It was indeed time to surrender. And I was telling the backstory about losing everything in the recession and ending up in Metairie, Louisiana on the bathroom floor of a teeny tiny apartment, snotting and bawling and crying, good old ugly nasty cry, and asking God, why me? How did I go from a seven-figure business and a 6,000-square-foot home and all of this stuff to scraping up change? That's literally what we were doing at that time. And... I realized at a point that I was holding on to my pride. I was holding on to being the fixer, always being the person who knew what to do, knew how to make things happen. And when my back was up against the wall and nothing that I tried would work, the very last thing, (laughs) and that's how it happens sometimes, but the very last thing that finally hit me was it's time to surrender. And again, like when that show aired, I can't really tell you how many notes of thanks I received, how many women reached out to me saying, oh my gosh, I've been suffering in silence in this area. And I've been suffering in this area and I've been suffering in that area. And you know, it's really a blessing to get that type of feedback and for people to reach out to you and the way they speak to you, make you feel like you've mastered something, right? And While that's nice, it's also really dangerous because if you fool yourself into thinking that you've mastered something, you kind of stop doing the work. 
it stops being an intentional daily commitment, something that you are just laser focused on. And for a few months, as people were watching the replays and it kept coming on, I think, and were watching their DVRs, I kept getting these messages. And I'm not going to lie, I felt really good about it. I was like, I am so glad that I ended up with surrender, (laughs) right? I am so glad. And man, I am really thankful that it's helping other people. But honestly, shortly thereafter, I really started to go through so many different things where I was like, where I wasn't surrendering. Because in that season, I learned to surrender my finances. I learned to surrender this feeling of failure because I lost my business in the recession. Like I learned how to surrender very specific things. But what I was shown later on is that there's a lot of areas that make up your life. And at the same time, I was brainstorming this idea for redefining wealth and really documenting all of the habits and the practices and the rituals that I've been doing over the last several years. And that had nothing to do with just money or business, right? There were so many other areas. And one thing after another would pop up, you guys. I can't even, I mean, challenges in my marriage or my daughter was going through different things at school for a short period and my website was hacked and I had to start over from scratch and My husband and I have had to deal with secondary infertility, which a lot of people don't talk about because I already have a child. They're just like, I mean, well, what's the problem? You already have a kid. You've already been pregnant. But, you know, I've never looked pregnant. I had my son first. Many of you know this story, but the year before my daughter was born, I had a son prematurely. He died in my arms after five hours. And then the next year, almost to the day, my daughter was born 10 weeks prematurely. And so I never really looked pregnant. (laughs) And I know even though I didn't go through a lot of the hard parts, I guess, of pregnancy, like the big belly and the waddling and swollen feet and all of that, there's always been something in me that wanted to have that experience because I equated that with pregnancy and motherhood and How could a relatively healthy person have all these issues? Like, I want my chance for a do-over. And I felt that way for several years. I want my chance for a do-over, right? I would say maybe six months ago, I was on the phone with a good girlfriend. If you know me really through social media, you know that we've done a lot of things together in the past. And she's just a great, a great woman. Our husbands know each other and actually went to high school with her husband, Natalie Goucher. She's a LA social media trainer and she's phenomenal. She got me started on social media back in the day. And so we've gone on to become good friends and Natalie and her husband also battled secondary infertility. Our daughters are the same age. She just recently had a beautiful, beautiful baby that I want to eat every time I see on Instagram stories. But when she first got pregnant and she shared the news with me and we, we were just talking and I remember I had dropped Reagan off at school and I was pulling up in my house in my truck and I remember listening to her and then telling her about something that was heavy on me at that time. And I was sharing with Natalie that I have made this whole thing with secondary infertility. I have been so like, I want this to happen. It needs to look like this. I must have this experience. And I was like, I have been so selective with my surrendering. 
Like I have been so selective and I had like this aha moment when we were talking, like it had been brewing, but in listening to her and her share their journey, that, that piece of the journey with me. And we really start talking. I was like, man, Nat, I have been so selective with my surrender because when I didn't have any money, it was easy to surrender my finances. When I felt, I have felt lost in business or something after a certain point, I'm like, okay, forget it. But I always had to get to this really, really low place before I would surrender. And I'm like, why does it have to be all that? <laughs> like, why do I have to be in fetal positions, not in balling before I get it? When really, if we say who you are in one area of your life is who you are in all areas. Like if I've learned to surrender in one area, why do I create this barrier to surrendering in other areas? Because the truth is, every time that I've surrendered, something beautiful has happened on the other side. And I have been able to elevate my well-being in each one of the pillars, which is how I even created Redefining Wealth, right? So if a challenge in my marriage came up, once I surrendered, right, in particular in the last couple of years, like once I surrendered, my husband and I started these individual marriage programs. I did one with wives. He did one with husbands. And we got really serious about our marriage counseling again and all that stuff. And we have just continued to grow as friends and parents and lovers and partners. And it's just been phenomenal, not easy, but it's been really, really good. And I'm like, why did I wait so long to surrender? Like I was just at this snow trip. <laughs> you might have seen it on Instagram where I said I survived 32 kids on an overnight trip on an 18th century farm. And it really was. They were really trying to take it back. That's another story. But <laughs> I chaperoned. And one of the greatest gifts to me during that trip were how many of the teachers and other parents who do a lot at the school, how many of them would tell me how awesome my daughter was, how poised how intelligent she was, that she was so confident and she could look adults in the eye and have all this great conversation. Like when I surrendered that, like her challenges at school and just backed up a little and supported her in the best ways that I could, everything just turned. But when I was trying to force things and punish her all the doggone time and make things happen, it was like an uphill battle. And when I learned to let go, it just became, again, so beautiful. I was hacked really badly. Again, I share everything on social media. <laughs> I shared about being hacked really, really badly. I mean, it was nasty. Uh, the web hosting company said it was one of the nastiest hacks they've ever seen. And it was early 2017. And I was fighting to get files back and figuring out how to recover things and trying to force things to happen and get to the bottom of who did it and you know, it was just a mess. And when I was finally like, you know what? I surrender. Like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't drive myself crazy trying to figure this out. I surrender. That's when everything for redefining wealth started to just flow and come to me. And I was just start just writing everything that came to me and to see it come to life, to know that that hack is the only reason you're here with me today on this podcast. Can you believe that? That hack is the only reason I have all of those amazing videos out there on YouTube or on patricewashington.com that's really helping us all just live our best life, right? It happened because of a hack. Now, would I have chosen the hack? No. 
But when I surrendered and stopped trying to control that, but I let it go and accepted that it must be for a reason, then all of this beautiful stuff has happened in the process. And with the secondary infertility stuff, I don't know where that will land, but I do trust that wherever it does, it'll be the best thing for me and my family. However we get to have another little life and little feet running around this house, like it'll be the best thing that happens. However it happens, I'm not, I'm not forcing any agenda at this point. But when I was talking to Natalie, I realized, how can you be selective with that? I just told you all the amazing things that happened, even though I was struggling or had challenges. But on the other side, when I surrendered, it was amazing. And what I learned After that conversation with Natalie, and I just keep kind of meditating on this, you cannot be selective with your surrender. You cannot be selective with your surrender. You cannot say, I'll give you my finances, but not my family. You cannot say, I'll give you my health, but not my children. You can't say, I'll give you my professional life, but not my personal life. Whatever those things are for you. If you've seen any bit of good, from surrendering, from letting go, from being anxious for nothing, then how do you pick and choose when you're going to exercise that level of faith? We can't do that. And you know, the faith pillar is huge here at Redefining Wealth. And so you can file this under the faith pillar. The reality is that we cannot be selective with surrendering. Again, this is for me. This is a public note to self, and this is a message that I have to keep coming back to because I know if you're anything like me in the midst of a hard season, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of betrayal, in the midst of loss, in the midst of trauma, in the midst of whatever it is, whatever crisis you find yourself in, it is so hard to see it. But what I've learned is that if we keep making a daily decision to surrender, then it is possible. There can be something beautiful on the other side. And what I'm working on is just choosing every day to surrender. And again, it's not easy, but it's a choice. Because life is so full of ups and downs and ins and outs, but you have to be intentional about what you choose, what you choose to embrace. And so there's a couple things that I'm doing now that I want to share with you. And again, I don't consider myself to have mastered this by any means. I'm not the guru on surrendering. (laughs) I'm not the expert on this. I am literally just a woman who's on a mission to experience wealth and well-being in every area of my life. And I realize that if I am too scared to surrender then I impede my own progress, then I self-sabotage, then I give up on what's possible. I get in the way of destiny because I believe, I expect beautiful things to happen. I expect great opportunities to chase me down. I wake up looking for new opportunities. I really do. But if I do then that means that I have to surrender the control I want to have on anything that that I feel like comes against that because it's bigger than me, right? It's bigger than me. And so here are a couple things that I do and I really would love to hear from you. And 
I say that with all sincerity. Like if you struggle in this area or you if you've been doing quite well in this area, this is one of those episodes where I need you. I need you to come to Instagram or to go to patricewashington.com, comment on this episode or hit up the reviews on Apple Podcasts, whatever you need to do. Like I need to know what you're doing, but here's what I'm doing and here's what I hope will bless other people. Will bless you. The first thing is having a quiet time. A daily quiet time for me, first thing in the morning, most often, but sometimes, you know, it happens at different points throughout the day. But having a quiet time that's like 15, 20 minutes where I can take myself out of the situation. I literally close my eyes and imagine the situation, whatever it is, whatever the struggle, the betrayal, the stress, the whatever. And I try to, see myself hovering above it, literally. Like I have a bird's eye view and I see the challenge. I see whatever it is, but I'm not in it. I'm above it. And I meditate on the fact that nothing about that challenge is happening to me. It's happening for me. Nothing about it is happening to me. Not It's not a just because thing. And it's not that I did something to deserve anything negative because I struggled with that. Religion kind of does that to you, but that's another story. I struggled with this must be happening because I did X, Y, and Z. Not necessarily true. And in meditation, I can see it. I can see myself hovering above. And I'm really meditating on this thought that that is not happening to you. It is all happening for you. And it forces me to look for the blessing that I know is to come on the other side. It forces me to look for the blessing that I know is to come on the other side. But when I say look, I don't mean just look because that's very passive. I mean search. And even in searching, I don't even just mean search. (laughs) I mean fight, fight to find what is the blessing that's supposed to come out of this. It's got to be something. It has to be something. Because that leads me to step number two, which is tell a new story. So when I'm hovering above it in my mind's eye, And I can see myself out of the situation and I'm looking at, okay, who are the players? What good can come from this? Even if I have to fight to find it, like I try to fight to that. But then that helps me do number two, which is tell a new story because we get to tell any story we want. And we have so many thoughts in any given day. And many of us, if we're honest, no matter what the struggle is, no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstances, we tend to go to the negative place. We do. Before something can even prove itself to be negative, we spiral out of control, especially women. Oh, my goodness. Do we do that or what? Can like one thing turn us into a whole, we have a whole movie playing. Many of us should be screenwriters (laughs) because we are so great with coming up with all these additional details and very vivid explanations for what's going to happen. And while I think some of that is good because it helps us, in a sense, avoid things. A part of it is, okay, you know, as a mother, when my daughter was little, I would kind of see bad things happening to her before it happened. You know, you ever see a little kid going to the stairs and you know they're about to fall or you see them going towards the stove and you know they're about to burn themselves or something. So you see all of this happening, right? Unfolding and then you rush to help them. You rush in. Well, sometimes I think that's good. 
But in most scenarios, especially with like the ones that I used earlier, it's not even real. Like it hasn't even really happened. So why do we go down this path of no return? Why do we start to worry and fear and have anxiety and self-ridicule? And we go down this path that just does not serve us. And it definitely clutters our mind and keeps us from the clarity that we need to build well. And the truth is our mind is always looking for ways to make us right. So once we conjure up these full-blown stories based on most things that you see are not even real. We won't even get into that. That's a whole nother thing. But a lot of things happen and we spin it into a whole bunch of other stuff that isn't even real yet. It hasn't even manifested. But because our minds are always looking for ways to make us right, we are literally creating our reality. And so when you tell a new story, you get to connect to another area where you did surrender and everything worked out. And that's what I've really been leaning on. I've been looking at my marriage, my child, this business that I love. I've been looking at all these areas where I did surrender and look at what's happened. And so as it pertains to having another child or any of the things that I just want to do in life, if it happened in those areas, why am I being selective about it happening or not happening in other areas? And that's the thing I keep going back to for myself is you can't be selective with the surrendering. And it's hard. It's hard, especially one of the things I said when I was on the round, I talked about how hard it was for me to surrender because I was raised by really strong single women, my mom and my grandma, and I saw them do so much with so little and they never asked for help. They never complained. and. I was brought up in a culture that was like, don't put people in your business and you figure it out and on and on and on. But sometimes surrendering takes being willing to say, you know what? I don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. And in this moment, I'm actually okay with that. (laughs) I'm actually okay with letting my guard down and telling someone, you know what? I don't know what I don't know, but I know I need help. Here's my story, which is a part of what I did as I was rebuilding. Or saying, you know what, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I trust that it will. Because here's an area in my life where it has already happened. And then the last part is just putting those reminders up all around you. So you may have seen, if you've seen the video episode where I talk about creating your sacred space, one of the things that I have on my little altar in my closet, where I have my quiet times most often, is a little note card. And I wrote it. (laughs) People sometimes are like, what? I can't believe you did that. But I wrote this note card and it says, Dear Patrice, surrender. Thanks, God. Mm. Dear Patrice, surrender. Thanks, God. And sometimes I really have to just hold that in my hand and focus on that. And I do make an attempt. I'm not always great at it, but I make an attempt just about every day to just kind of look at it and have a moment and get that reminder. And in my office, I've written surrender on the whiteboard in front of me that I look at every other day when I'm at my desk, which is also just a note to surrender. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know how it all ends. 
Sometimes you have to be willing to trust the process and just let go. We just do. And that has been a big lesson for me. And again, I haven't mastered it. And I'm almost glad that I haven't mastered it because it keeps me humble. It reminds me that so much of this work is stuff that we have to make a daily decision about. We want to believe that it becomes just an amazing part of who we are. But if you've been on the other side, if you've been doing something different for so many years, if I was living a totally different way for 30 years, even after a year or two years or three years, it's still really hard to not slip back into that. At least for me, I'll speak for myself. But that's the lesson that I wanted to share. And I know if you're new here, one of the things that I try to always do is tie it into building wealth because that's what we do here. (laughs) But we're always looking at the other aspects that many people don't cover. And I really believe with this one, you guys, like when we are so committed to forcing things to look and be and feel the way we want them to, we miss the blessing that comes with being nimble and flexible. Every time I've let go and stopped battling for control, for control of my relationships, my business, my peace, whatever, every time I've just kind of let go, those areas have actually like 10x themselves. It's actually far exceeded my expectations. And bigger than that, it's helped me create fulfillment. That fulfillment you get from having the well-being, peace in every area of your life. And when I'm being my best self and Showing up that way, I attract so many more opportunities. When I'm not trying to control and hoard and manipulate and force things, I attract really amazing relationships. And all of those things constantly lead me to more. And the crazy part about it is it leads me to more. And oftentimes it's almost effortless. I'm amazed at how things come to me and almost fall in my lap. But whenever I'm in a space of just trying to again, hoard and hold on and make and force and manipulate things into moving a certain way, I'm at odds with myself. I'm at odds with myself. And you guys, surrendering is so hard. It is. If you are one of those people who needs to be in the driver's seat, I feel you. It is hard. But I've learned that it's necessary. And we can't afford to be selective with it anymore or will thrive in some of the pillars and suffer miserably in others. And I truly want you to have well-being in every one of these pillars, in every area of your life. I want you to experience fulfillment. I want to experience fulfillment. So again, I'm not saying that it's easy, but I think it's definitely an area where we can all together, collectively, as a community, how much better would we be if we were all exerting effort into letting go. (laughs) If we were all exerting effort into letting go, sometimes the best thing that you can do is nothing. Truly, sometimes the best thing that we can do is nothing. That's real talk. So I really hope that helps. I really hope it does. Like I said, I can't say I was excited, but I needed to get that off my chest. And I hope That as much as I go through this process and I'm working to be better and and do better in this area, that you will join me if this is something that you struggle with, honestly. 
I really do. And I need to hear from you. This is, I'm not even going to be polite about it. Like I need to hear from you on this one because it was really, really close to my heart. So before I get out of here though, I want to remind you that my birthday is coming March 15th. My birthday is coming up in a few weeks. I want you to share my first birthday episode. And the release is actually, that Thursday is actually March 15th. It goes down on my birthday, which I'm super excited about. And I'm calling that episode Ask Patrice Anything, a special birthday Q&A. And so here's what I want you to do. If you would like to ask me anything, and when I say anything, I mean anything, You can ask me personal questions. Clearly, I'm darn near an open book or professional questions about business, about money, about whatever. I literally want you to ask me anything because I also want to make sure that I keep creating content that helps you live your best life. That's truly what I want and keeps you on the path of chasing purpose, not money. And so really basic and simple. I took one of those. If you're an entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying when I say that I went into my web hosting account where I buy my domain names and chose one of my many old domains. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, we'll just use this and have people come and you don't need to call in or anything. You can literally pull this site right now up on your smartphone, freecallwithpatrice.com, freecallwithpatrice.com. And it'll give you an opportunity to leave like a 90 second voicemail with a question because I want to incorporate your voices into the actual episode. I'm super excited about that. You have no idea. And so this is going to be my first stab at it. We've never done anything like that. I didn't want you to just email or have to do that. I really want to hear your voices. I want to feel my community, you know, on a different level. And so between March 1st and March 11th, you have an opportunity to leave a 90 second or less voicemail, ask me a question about business, professional life, any of the pillars. And I'll use that episode to share the number one lesson that I've learned over the last 12 months and just answer as many of your questions as we can squeeze in in an hour episode. So that's freecallwithpatrice.com, freecallwithpatrice.com. And that's it. So I hope, please don't leave me hanging. Now, let me tell y'all, don't embarrass me. Don't do it. Don't play me. My OG listeners, don't play me. If you're new, I get it if you're not ready for for that level of commitment. But for those of you who've been with me, then I need you to show up and show out. Don't make me talk the whole episode and not have any other, you know, voices because everyone's going to know that you played me. Okay, so (laughs) freecallwithpatrice.com. Would love for you to be a part of my very special first edition of a birthday episode. And we'll see if it works out. Then I'll do more Q&As throughout the year. Like it depends on what the demand is, but I'm super excited to do it. So that's it for me. Remember, you cannot be selective with your surrender. You can't be selective with surrender. You can't be selective with surrender. And you have to treat this like Your life depends on it because I I believe that it does, not just your money, not just your wealth building, but your life, honestly. So if this message spoke to you, I invite you to subscribe. If you haven't already, share and review. Hashtag in that order. (laughs) Now, subscribe, share and review. And just thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for being a part of my life. And thank you for allowing me to share my heart because I really, really shared my heart. (laughs) So until next time, I want you to send me a birthday message. No, just kidding. (laughs) I want you 
to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.